This episode of the Locked On Eagles podcast is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. With that, everybody, welcome on into another edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast presented by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Gino Camilleri joining you for this first post-June 1st edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. It might not be a big day for everybody unless you have a birthday on June 1st, but for the NFL, it is a huge day when it comes to to dollars and cents, and we're going to make sense, no pun intended, absolutely a pun intended there, of this whole June 1st, what it really means for the team. In segment three, I'm going to go back and we're going to take a trip down memory lane and go through some of the moves that they have made post-June 1st. And to the surprise of, I would say, probably all of you when you hear the Eagles really don't make too many moves right at June 1st or even in that first week. It comes usually a little bit later on in the process, but this team never stops making moves and we should never sleep on Howie season as we like to call it because every day with Howie Roseman as the general manager is a chance to either subtract somebody from the team, add somebody to the team, make a trade, get somebody off of waivers. It's something that's always changing. And one thing that the Eagles can do now that they have some money because post June 1st, a lot of these contracts kick into play this clause, the post June 1st clause where you can cut guys like Alshon Jeffrey, like Malik Jackson with that post June 1st designation. And a majority of the time it can save you a fair amount on the cap, especially when you're a team like the Eagles who has been, very close to the cap in the past two seasons going into next year. This team is going to have a lot of room to work with that cap space. And one of the main things you have to do with that cap is sign your good players. And if you had listened to the press conferences today, Dallas Goddard was able to speak to the press looking great with his long hair. I love that he's growing out the lettuce. It really is one of those things that I miss about playing lacrosse so much is that, you could grow out your hair and put it in a helmet and it looks 10 times better than me wearing it in the hat right now. And I just look like a crazy person 99% of the time when I don't comb it. But Dell Goddard, who is a much more physically imposing person, has a chance to get his second contract and at a position that has been a big discussion for the Eagles. And Dells had insinuated that he's going to let his agent take care of all the contract talks. But that made it clear that they are trying to get something done here. It is clear that Zach Ertz isn't going to report. It's clear that he wants to move on. We're post-June 1st where teams, just not the Eagles, have more money now to get a deal done. If they were to sign Dallas Goddard to a contract extension within the next week or so, which is totally plausible, Zach Ertz more than likely will be out of town within that time frame as well, simply because you're going to need to move out from some of that money that you're paying Zach Ertz to accommodate Dallas Goddard. Now, what do you pay Dallas Goddard? That's the question. If you look at the top tight ends in the NFL, you look at the Travis Kelsey's and the um, George Kittles of the world, those guys are making almost $15 million a piece. I could see Dallas getting somewhere between seven and 10 million a year. Like if you gave him three years, let's say 
three years, let's go 40 million with 16 million guaranteed in those first year, first two years. So that would give him 8 million guaranteed a year. And then in that last year, you make it avoidable year, which Howie Roseman loves to do, or you make it an option year if you want to sign him back and you can move that cap space back a little bit while front loading the deal for Dallas Goddard. One, I believe he's going to accommodate much less money than what you would have had to pay Zach Ertz at the time that he wanted to get paid last offseason, that being two, he's a guy that came in and said all the right things today that he's just going to worry about getting better day in and day out. He's going to let his agent take care of all that when it comes to the contract, which is exactly what you want to hear players say when it comes to discussions like this. Let the on-field talking make you money and put money in your pocket. It is clear Dale Scotter is the tight end of the future for this Philadelphia team. It is clear that when in 2018 they had plans for him and big plans. But when it comes to these guys that they sign post-June 1st or even trade for, they're also a big part of their plans. And we're going to get into that because there are some huge names out there that this offense or defense can add to help out this young team, to help out and bring in a veteran presence, to also come in and be able to bring an added element of competition to bring in an added element of success in the NFL and bring in a different culture and bring in something, a breath of fresh air. And I think there are a lot of guys out there that can come in and help a lot of these young guys out in the upcoming season. And before we do that, continuing our June 1st talk, we have a message from our friends over at Credit Karma. Who doesn't want instant gratification? I mean, that's what we're always looking for, right? If you're looking for satisfaction, there's no need to wait. With Credit Karma Money, you can win cash reimbursements for debit purchases. When you use your Credit Karma Money debit card, you can win daily instant karma purchase reimbursements on up to $5,000. That sounds like a deal to me. Credit Karma has already given away over $3 million in instant karma to over 50 thousand credit karma members and counting right now visit creditkarma.com slash win money i mean that's a great tagline creditkarma.com slash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma go to creditkarma.com slash win money to sign up for free and start winning instant karma that's creditkarma.com slash win Money Instacarma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Inc. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. All right, everybody. Welcome on back to segment two here of the Lockdown Post June first edition of the show, of the show. Excuse me, Gino Camilleri, joining you here to talk dollars and cents. Because, of course, Lou leaves it to the accountant to have to do the contract talks. And this is stuff I like. I like seeing where teams can find the ups and downs and buy low, sell high type of scenarios. And that's exactly what this season is. So when I'm looking at moves that they can make, I'm not looking as much to add when it comes to the top guys. Julio Jones Steven Nelson seemed like a great addition to this team, but to look at where this Eagles roster stands currently, those are two positions where yes, you need help, but you do have young guys there. I would say cornerback is a bigger need, but in terms of competing, 
the only way I'm signing Steven Nelson is if it's a multiple year deal where you know that in year two or three, you can compete. And same with Julio. I mean, those two guys probably are going to go to a team that is able to compete this year. If you're a team like Seattle, like Tennessee, those are the teams that we continuously hear are calling on a guy like Julio Jones and rightfully so they're right there in terms of their window. I mean, Tennessee's window, one or two more years, that's going to be closed. A lot of guys are getting older. They're going to have to pay a lot of those guys. Tannehill isn't getting any younger. So they need to win now when it comes to to my straight-up opinion of their team. And you look at a team like Green Bay, for example, same type of thing. Those teams should be looking to add guys like Julio Jones and Steven Nelson and also one other individual who happens to be in Philadelphia in Zach Ertz. I think right now your biggest priority in this post-June 1st season is to get rid of Zach Ertz so now you can have every position, I would say, taken care of. No more loose ends to say, what are we going to do moving forward? No, everything is right now pretty much etched in stone where you're going to see the depth chart outside of cornerback two. But tight end number two is still a big position. We need to know where we can go with that. Can we use Zach Ertz to acquire a guy from Buffalo like Tommy Sweeney, for example? I mean, there are plenty of teams around the NFL that have young tight ends that Zach Ertz would be an upgrade over. But not all the teams have a Dallas Goddard that they don't really need to worry about finding another tight end one. So to get anything for Zach Ertz at this late in the process would be something. And there are teams, Arizona Cardinals, Buffalo Bills, Green Bay Packers, that could use that type of explosion or not explosion. I would say lack thereof when it comes to Zach Ertz, but that type of upgrade of elite route running and the ability for a young quarterback in the, in terms of Arizona and Buffalo to get into a rhythm with that guy, with Zach Ertz, be there for them on third down, be there for them when they need a big catch in the end zone. Cause he's done it. It just happens to be that in the business of the NFL, it's going to be tough to keep two top-tier tight ends. And that's where we are right now. And unless you're a team like New England who has that cap space to go out and sign two top guys like Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith, you're in the situation that Philly's in and having to choose one over the other. But at a couple other positions, I would say you still have a chance to upgrade. And we talked about cornerback. I think a guy like Bashad Breland, who has talked about having visited Minnesota, which to me – Alarm bells are going off in my head that Jonathan Gannon, who comes from the Mike Zimmer tree, would also be interested in somebody that Mike Zimmer is interested in. So Rashad Breeland, longer corner, perfect number two guy, played it in the Super Bowl the last couple years for Kansas City, has played big minutes, would be an instant upgrade at that position, and somebody that you could sign to a one-year deal to cover up that Band-Aid of not having top talent and allowing the young guys to kind of compete to get that third and fourth and slot spot at corner, while at the same time having somebody else there to not just throw a young guy into the fire. Another player that I think is very interesting, and Lou brought this name up, is K.J. Wright. I think a linebacker sign at this point in the season is something that the Eagles have done time and time again. Not very good ones. Guys like Steven Nelson, for example, when he was with Denver a couple of years ago, they had st- or not Steven Nelson. Uh, they had signed another Nelson at the linebacker position from Denver, and he ended up getting cut before the season started. But right now, with what you have at linebacker, it's a lot of youth. It's a lot of question marks, but there are upgrades 
that could be made. And right now, post June 1st is when this is going to happen. Now that you have the money, now that your cap space has dropped a little bit, other teams around the NFL have been renegotiating contracts to move money around with that post June 1st designation. The Buffalo Bills did it with Stephon Diggs, and there's big talks that the Philadelphia Eagles making a trade from Philly to Buffalo with Zach Ertz could be something that could happen now that they have moved that money around. And looking at this period, the Eagles haven't been shy to make moves. And we're going to take a quick trip down memory lane as we finish up the show and go through the past five years and exactly what the Eagles have done post June 1st. But before we do that, a word from our great friends over at Built Bar. Did you know, and you guys always know, that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavors that you always got to check out, follow all their accounts to check into that. And when you talk Built Bar fans, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. I know I am. I know Louis. You guys know I love my salted caramel and my mint brownie. But there's other ones, coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, peanut butter brownie, and double chocolate. So there's something for everyone. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are they delicious, but they are healthy too. With 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs for those who are keto-friendly. So go to BuiltBar.com today to use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, everybody, welcome on back to segment three here of this first post-June 1st edition of the Locked on Eagles podcast. Your host, Gino Camilleri, joining you as always to finish up the show here. And we're going to take a trip down memory or Howie, Howie Lane, we'll call it. This is Howie Lane during Howie season. All of the moves that he has made in the past five seasons, post-June 1st, that are worthy. I mean, there are plenty to name, but I'm just going to go down the list. And I'm going to give the date, too, because I think that is important to this whole, this whole equation of when these moves might be happening. So you start at 2016. On June 13th, they extended Fletcher Cox for six years. We talk about signing your guys. That's one of those post-June 1st designation moves that you can do now that you have some money. You can get those in-house extensions done. And that's exactly what they did the next year in 2017, went on a day later, a year and a day after they signed Jason Peters to an extension. They extended Jason Peters or did I say Fletcher Peters, Fletcher Cox, when they signed him in 2016, the year later on June 14th, they extended Jason Peters for another year on July 26th. They traded Alan Barber. I remember him. That's a blast from the past to the Denver Broncos for a seventh round pick, if I'm not mistaken. And then the big one, I think that we all remember in 2017 was on August 11th. I remember being at my old tax job and I got the ESPN update that the Philadelphia Eagles traded Jordan Matthews to the Buffalo Bills for Ronald Darby in that three-way trade where Sammy Watkins then went to the Rams after. That was a wild day. And it just goes to show you that even a month before the season, the Eagles are willing to add players and do it via trade, via acquiring guys through waiver pickups and extending their own. Moving to 2018, 
on July 28th, signed one of a big fan favorite, DeAndre Carter, who's still with the Houston Texans, kick returner, who was one of the beloved guys in camp, one of the beloved guys early in the season. And then another one, story that I actually broke back in 2018 after talking to the brother of Corey Graham, that on August 5th, 2018, Corey Graham signed back with the Eagles. After that Super Bowl run, they tried to run it back. One of those Band-Aid signings that didn't really work. Talk about Band-Aid signings in 2019. I'll go through those first before I talk about the big one. July 16th, they signed Darren Sproles to an extension. August 2nd, they signed Jonathan Cyprian, who they ended up being able to uh, flip to Atlanta for Duke Riley and a draft pick, if I'm not mistaken. And then they signed Josh McCown on August 17th to get him onto the team where he would inevitably play in a playoff game that he almost won. But the big one was on June 6th where they extended Carson Wentz. So I'm looking with everything that happened in the past five years, in the past couple days, in the past couple hours, hearing what Dale Scottert had to say, that extensions are going to be coming in the next few days. Carson Wentz was extended six days after June 1st, or five days after June 1st. Fletcher Cox, 12 days after June 1st. Jason Peters, 13 days after June 1st. So the extensions for in-house guys are coming. The final move here is in 2020. The biggest one that was huge was that August 20th, they added Travis Fulgham via the waiver wire. Not the biggest move at the time, but a move that would pay dividends for them midway through the season, and hopefully he pays more dividends for them here. But looking at everything that happened in the past five years, I think a big signing is arguably the last thing that would happen for a Howie Roseman team. What I would look for is more of these, not Band-Aid signings, but I would call them just like these first aid signings that guys are going to they're gonna apply a little bit of rubbing alcohol to the team and they're going to help these young guys learn from their mistakes and it's going to help them lick their wounds halfway through the season if they go on a, let's say, a five or six game losing streak. These veteran signings have to be there to help out these young guys. It's one of those yin and yang type of things where it goes hand in hand. You have to have veterans on the team. You have to have young guys on the team. If you have one or the other, you're just completely polarized when it comes to talent when it comes to age, when it comes to experience. So you need a good mix. I think some of these, I'd say third or fourth tier guys at the cornerback position, linebacker position, wide receiver position, let's say uh, defensive line positions are something that could happen in the next couple of days here. And that's what June 1st allows you to do. It opens up optionality, which creates flexibility as Howie Roseman always likes to say. And it is Howie season as always and today, you could always grab a taste of Locked On Today. You thought LeBron James wasn't enough for the Los Angeles Lakers last night? Are they done? Get more of the sports news that you need with less time on the Locked On Today podcast. Follow Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And with that, thank you for always joining us here on the Locked On Eagles podcast. Lou will be back hopefully tomorrow. No, it's been a minute since we've both been on the airways. I, I had a scout school to attend uh, four days last week, so I, excuse me for that. But I think it overall has helped me learn the game better, and hopefully it'll get more insight for all of our listeners here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where you could find us on all 
of the networks. You can find us on Odyssey. You could find us on Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple as well. If you are having trouble with the Apple podcast, please go to our link tree link that will be linked to the podcast to find it on another platform. Please review, rate, and subscribe all of the platforms and on the show. We really appreciate it. It's what makes us go and what makes us get recognized so we can grow our audience. And it all comes from you guys, the loyal listeners, week in, week out, day in, day out. We appreciate everything you do for us. We appreciate you guys interacting with us on Twitter at LockdownBirds, at DBLCLOE, and you can find me at GC24 underscore football. We will be back with two more shows this week here in the off-season period. So thank you for joining. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And fly goes fly.